Hey, what's up, Butlicks? It's uh, Thursday, the 30th of July, 2020. A little overcast, certainly very hot, 90 degrees. Real feel probably around 1,000 degrees, but it's okay. Had a pretty decent morning. Took care of some patients, some people I really care much about. Had some great stimulating conversations about all kinds of things. A lot of current events lately, right? Uh, geez, we could get into those. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I, I address those in a moment, see how much time I have. Uh, I want to ask you a question that I heard on a podcast. Uh, for, uh, guy said, um, Spaceship Earth, are you passenger or, or crew? And so what that means to me is, are you just somebody who's along for the ride? You know, you're just somebody who's just passively content to sit and eke your way, struggle your way through life and just complain about shit, about all the problems or the, you know, and celebrate the positives and denounce and complain about the negatives. Or are you somebody who really wants to be constructive in making the world a better place. You know, I heard recently the notion that if you want to make, if you want to change the world, start start in your own house, start in your own mind, on the people that you actually, on your sphere. You know, it's really all we can do. We can complain about the government, complain complain about big business, uh, Big Brother you know, always keeping us down and all that shit. Or we can start really trying to do things that change the world. Uh, A lot of it starts with kindness and understanding, compassion. Sometimes it's difficult for us to, to have those qualities, to possess and embody those qualities because it's about a thousand fucking degrees and you're caught in traffic or you're stressed about bills or whatever, you know, you're stressed about work or interpersonal relationships or whatever, you're wondering how we're going to go, the big talking point this week is schools, how are we going to return to schools or are you going to send your kids back and depending upon who you talk to, people are like, oh, I've got to send my kids back, they got to go back, my wife is telling me that somebody who's complaining about that they're not going to be positioned virtually to run AP curriculum. And so their kid would not get the advanced placement curriculum, whatever. Are you fucking kidding me, you asshole? I know that we're all taxpayers here and we want to demand the highest quality education and services from every sector. But we are in a pandemic. We're wondering whether or not we can go back to school at all whether people can go back to work at all, will they have child care at all, how life as we knew it, as we have built it, constructed it, developed it, and become accustomed to it, is it going to proceed? So there's a lot of uncertainty right now, 
And what that does, as previously mentioned, is it fucks with people. It People, they, they tend to jump in a camp. They're like, well, these people say this. I'm going to jump on this side. The blue people say this. I am a Democrat. The red people say this. I am a Republican. Blue shirt, red shirt, in-group, out-group, tribalism, bullshit. This is small potatoes, small consciousness. Okay, this is how the meek and mild behave. Not the bold Americans that we like to imagine ourselves to be. And so are you passenger or crew? Are you willing to learn enough and to strive to understand enough to make this, this world a better place? To get into a position where you can actually make the world a better place. Now, you don't, again, you don't have to be a decision maker at the highest levels in our society, but you can treat people well. You can, in your place of work, in your family, uh, in your immediate environment, you can do everything in your power to build a better mousetrap, to, I know I say that phrase a lot, to improve things, to enhance your life, to think a little bit differently, to try to understand somebody else's point of view. And so that's what's on my mind right now. I want to be cruel. You know, I think of myself as somebody who, I listen to podcasts, I read prolifically, I talk to people, and I, I love them all. And I can tell immediately if somebody is, by the way, that where they're going with their conversation, what their philosophy is, how they were brought up. Now, I saw this little image the other day. It was a baby with a uh, code, like a, a barcode tattooed to its head. And it says, we're born to the earth, into this family, into this community, uh, assigned a socioeconomic group, a race, a religion, and that is kind of like, like we've got a barcode, like we're some sort of widget, a product taken off of the shelf. And that is like, that's who we are then. And I think that that is unfortunately true for many people, but that is bullshit. That's a small way of thinking, but it's, it's all too true and common for people to to behave that way, to assume that, oh, this is just who I am. This is just how I am. You know, they don't put two and two together that they were programmed to be this way, that they were put on a shelf and identified as this type of person with this sort of expectations and, um, you know, this is how I should think. This is how I should behave. Be a good citizen. Be part of this tribe. Well, this is not fucking you know, the Middle Ages or before. This is not cave person times where, um, you know, we've developed to the point where we're no longer caged by religion and kingdoms and stuff like that. We are still controlled, perhaps more powerfully, by um, by larger entities, gov- our governments, our societies, expectations, 
um, by the marketplace, the economy, driven. These are the expectations of our society. We should behave this way. We could never do that. Uh, this isn't where we go. We don't step on that side of the tracks. We could never, you know, you're a working class. You're not a, you're not a white collar. Oh, you're white collar. You're not a working class. It's like we have all these different labels, ways that we self-identify and ways that we are identified by other people. And it's a shame. It's really, really small thinking considering what I said the other day about the philosophy of of our the, the universe becoming aware of itself inside the confines of our brain. That we are capable to whatever degree to a substantial degree to actually examine the world and look at the skies and understand really what our place is in the universe and that there's so much beyond us we don't need to know the details of the big bang or uh, God or any of that stuff okay just you know, the, the nitty-gritty details. We don't, and we're maybe incapable of understanding a lot of the laws of the universe. There's a lot we don't know, okay? You always have to put that out there as a disclaimer. But we know that it's a lot more complex than we thought it was once upon a time, right? Think about the last 500 years of advancement. Think about the last several thousand years of advancement. And what we've learned about this world. What are the rules of the road? Water is wet. The sky is up. The earth is down. Sometimes the earth will crack open. And the lava, lava will come out. Or a, a geyser of steam will pop out. or And the rain falls. You have and, five new text and messages. Shut the fuck up. Where does that come from? Where does the rain come from? Oh, there's clouds overhead. Those things must have something to do with that. Uh, here come the geese. Oh, they only do that a couple times a year. Where are they going? Oh, maybe they're going someplace a little bit uh, warmer, a little bit more hospitable for uh, raising a family. Shit like that. Things that are, are common sense and things that, that require uh, a little more mental heavy lifting. But we learn things. We are capable of acquiring knowledge learning from our mistakes, learning from our previous experiences, tinkering with the world, trying to survive. And we've, we've learned to more than survive on this earth. And now we're getting kicked in the nutsack by this coronavirus. So let me end on this because I'm, I'm five minutes away from the house. Back to school. What do we do? All right. What is the right call. I'm going to tell you this. Since professional sports, they've had hiccups recently with the Florida Marlins and the uh, Philadelphia Phillies playing each other and there was an exposure and some speculation as to did somebody go out when they should have been inside the quote-unquote bubble. They went out on the town and whatever, whether they went to get a freaking an ice cream cone or party all night long or whatever the fuck it was. Somebody contracted coronavirus, spread it to others. Now they're under quarantine. 
Will they start playing again when quarantine is lifted? Is it safe for them to do so? The NFL is talking about how they're going to start and they're going to, you know, their games, they're going to play their games and we're going to, this type of breathing apparatus and there's going to be no fans and what happens if one player or one team gets the coronavirus? What happens if one coach dies or one uh, fan dies or one player dies? You know, today Herman Cain, uh, previous uh, candidate for president and Republican and uh, successful businessman and a pretty, pretty solid individual, God rest his soul, he died apparently of the coronavirus. So isn't it interesting how that tweaks your thought process a little bit? The people that are saying that uh, this could never happen, this is not going to harm us. It, there are people, we don't know who they are yet, because the world, the microbial world, or whatever stresses in our environment have not uh, brought it out in them yet, have not made them symptomatic, have not tested their physiology and anatomy um, and their immune systems sufficiently. Well, here's a critter that could very well do that. Herman Cain was an older gentleman. Uh, He is of African-American descent which apparently in that population, it's a risk factor. It's been very very hard on uh, African-American, I believe, Latino populations. Why is that? I don't know. Regardless, this gentleman has passed, and he died of the coronavirus. Mitigating circumstances, people are going to use this as as an argument. Well, he was old, and he had this disease process, and he was immune compromise already. Oh, well, Herman King died. Well, it could happen to him. It can happen to any of us. The fact of the matter is we don't know. Nobody's entirely safe. We're going to, right now we've got in our school districts locally here, we seem to have pretty much an all or nothing or some sense of a hybrid model. But many people want their kids, 20% polled, by the way, responded to the survey from the school district, 20% and had weighed in on whether or not they want their kids to go back or stay home. Now, again, there's a lot that goes into this. There's mental health. There's education that needs to continue. There's socialization, psychosocial capacity. There are a multitude of factors that make it essential that our kids continue to learn. Now, this is going to be difficult doing it remotely. I've experienced some of this myself this past summer. You've heard some of my belly aches about that. Teaching online and people are stressed and they don't know how to get on Zoom. The Zoom link doesn't fucking work. Then they can't open it. Then the test is fucked up. Then, you know, what about this? You know, and it's just, it's a lot. But the fact of the matter is we're all stressed. So you're going to send students and teachers, everybody's freaking frazzled into school. The kids are kind of kids. So they're just they want to just fuck or fuck off and, um, and just be kids. So they're not really worried too much about this. They want to be with their friends and you know classmates and, and all that stuff that teenagers do and children do. They want to do that stuff, understandably. Um, you got teachers, old and young. People have been teaching for 25, 30 years on the cusp of retirement but don't want to give up yet and still 
philosophically want to continue their work and want to problem solve, really help people. And many of them struggle to get on the internet and really use, make the best use of technology. They're used to telling old Margie at the copy center to run off 50 uh, copies of their midterm exam and they go pick them up and they drop them off to the students and stand in front of the class like a god and run everything through a Scantron sheet, uh, through a Scantron scanner. So now this is going to require a lot of changes on their behalf. It's going to be stressful. It's going to suck. They're going to work twice as hard as they did when they were face-to-face. So teachers want to get back to school. Is it safe for them? No. Do we have all the infrastructure in place to make sure that buildings are clean and and you know, there's plexiglass partitions and the masks are worn and the HVAC is uh, can accommodate all of these people? No not there. And so we cannot say that we've done everything we possibly can in order to set up for students coming back to school. I am not for students returning to school completely. I think a crawl, walk, run method needs to be enacted and everybody needs to get a lot more reasonable. We need to circle the wagons. We need to uh, unify as as a country, as a world, and find the best possible ways to do what we have to do while we plan to neutralize this virus, shore up public health infrastructure, and get teachers, administrators, and students on the same page about the real risks involved in this and the implications. Because the worst case scenario would be everybody going, getting their trapper keepers and their book bags and their locker combos and going back to school and showing up only to have to turn around and flee back into their homes and hole up like a bunch of friggin' POWs because there was some sort of spread. Spread in the locker room, spread in the, like, friggin' clue. Was it Johnny in the locker room? Was it Sally in the home economics room? Was it... Uh, Joan in the cafeteria making Salisbury steaks? Was it Principal Jones? So, whatever the case, nobody means to spread a pandemic. Many people are going to be asymptomatic. Most patients are asymptomatic and might not even know they have it. And they're walking around thinking like everything is hunky-dory while the lunch lady freaking keels over dead from the coronavirus. So it's a risk right now. Too much uncertainty. Let's do this correctly and making use of science, essentially logic, compassion, and all the best values, the best side of of human beings. Thank you and go fuck yourself.